Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. At 40 Strategy, we work with business owners and their leadership teams, including from startups to companies with up to $40 million in revenue and beyond, to help them design a customized strategic plan that's actually built to succeed. To learn how do we do it differently, go to 40strategy.com. We'd like to talk about our guest here, which is Jonathan Kaler. He's a Midwest native with nearly two decades as a customer service an inside sales leader. He left his corporate job, scary thing to do, to pursue, pursue speaking, podcasting, and live events productions. He recently launched a small business networking group focused on helping small business owners succeed through shared experience and human connection. Jonathan, welcome to the Measure Success Podcast. Thanks so much, Carl. Really appreciate you having me. Excited so much to be here. Absolutely. As you have your own podcast, it's always fun to uh, be with others who have their own show and, and business over beer, right? That's the uh, podcast that you have. Yeah, um, that's right. So tell us a little bit more about your business endeavor and what, what's the goal of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, so uh, business over beer is, like you said, is, uh, is our podcast. We've been doing it for uh, about three years, and we have an entertainment company called TH3 Entertainment. Um, and you know, when we started our, our podcast, that's kind of, that's how it all began for us was me and, and one of my business partners. We, uh, were having lunch with our families, um, uh, on a Sunday afternoon in February of 2019. Uh, and he said some words that I never imagined would change my life, but he said, you know, something I've always wanted to start a podcast. And I was like, okay, well that could be fun. I, I could be into that. What would the podcast be about? He said, well, Kind of like this, you know, talking business and drinking beer. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm into that. Let's let's do it. And so business over beer, the Bob was born um, pretty much that fast. And, you know, our, our mission from the beginning was was to tell the stories of small business owners, you know, kind of what does that journey look like and what are both the ups and the downs of, of following your passion? What does that look like? So we could be a resource for other small business owners to learn uh, from those stories. And as we kind of got through the pandemic, it was very evident that small business owners, particularly micro enterprise business owners, your main street business owners, solopreneurs, side hustlers, there's just not enough resources out there to help those types of business owners be better business owners, right? We start these businesses because we're passionate about something. We're good at this thing, this service, this product that we do, but there's all the other aspects of running your business and trying to navigate that is, is really hard. <laughs> really hard and uh, it gets very lonely. And so we're, we're watching our friends go out of business. We're watching our friends going back to the corporate world that they didn't wanna do because, uh, because they didn't have the right community, the right manner of resources available. 
and so we were looking around our community to try to find who, who's doing this. Is anybody doing this in a way that that we think it needs to be done? And we didn't see it. So we like so we took it up a notch. We're like, we're going to create this um, this small business networking group reimagined for a post pandemic world. And, you know, really, it's part support group, it's part podcast, it's part mastermind group, uh, all bringing together small business owners to share their experience. Because as you know, starting a business is not linear, it's not A to B. It's, you know, we all experience very similar things, but they happen in, in a varied order depending on, on our business. And so uh, if we can get together and share experiences of what we've been through, what works, what doesn't, the mistakes that I've made, and you can learn from that to try to shrink that those mistakes in your business, then uh, ideally we'll all stay in business longer, right? And we won't have to go go out of business. So, so you're you're based here in the Pacific Northwest, um, Jonathan. Do you do you serve clients that are outside of that, or they generally stay in this proximity, if you may? Yeah. So right now, our 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 small business networking group, because it's a live experience. We're focused right now on Clark County, which is south southwest Washington, right? We're we're Portland Metro. Um, obviously, we we'd like to go into Portland, um, you know, and expand to that region. But um, but we really want to focus on on our backyard. We want to focus on our friends, our neighbors, our community, which is which is southwest Washington. Um, which is not to say that our larger business. So that's so that's one aspect of what we do. That's the biggest aspect of what we do. Um, but with our entertainment company, we also have we we have a production piece that we do. So we still do podcast production um, and audio video production. And so, outside of of Clark County, we can certainly offer some of those services. Uh, we still are doing the podcast, uh, not to the level that we were doing it, as we focus on on more live events and and focus on our membership, but. Um, but certainly we have, we have guests on our podcast that are, that are outside of the region as well. So getting those experience on a, on a national basis was, that was actually something really fun that came out of the pandemic for us was we did everything local. And then when the pandemic hit, we obviously had to start doing things virtually. And that opened up a whole new world of, of business owners all over the country. And actually even all over the world, we, uh, we interviewed people as far as, uh, Australia, uh, during the pandemic. So it was really interesting to talk to business owners, uh, all over the world. It, you know, it is fun. I actually, especially in my, in my past life, I've traveled. Actually, if you're, those are watching YouTube, there's Australia there on the back and, and the map here. Um, no, I, I, I really enjoy really hearing the cultural differences. But what's interesting is regardless of culture, um, we're all still trying to do something. We have a passion behind what we do, but the challenge is, is making a profit out of it, right? Is, is making something positive so we can continue it on. So it's not just a hobby, but something we can help provide for our families or our significant others or our dog or whatever we have, right? <laughs> we want to make sure that we can help provide for them along the way. What size, what do you find that people uh, in terms of size of entrepreneur, when I mean, maybe revenue might be the best way to say it, you know, who, who are those who are typically gravitating towards you? Well, it's it's interesting because because we're we're really just starting out. We launched this this group in March. We've been doing we've been doing the podcast and, and certainly speaking with uh, small business owners for three years uh, as part of the part of the podcast. But we really just recently launched this, and our 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 main focus is around micro enterprise businesses. So you're talking less than five hundred thousand revenue, less than ten employees. Um, you know, a lot of solopreneurs, we really want to try to tap into the side hustler space because those are the people that are trying to 
do this full time, right? They have a full time job and now they're they're spending their nights, their weekends, all the free time trying to do this, too. So if we can if, if we can help bridge that gap to get them from side hustler to to business. Um, so that's that's another avatar. But what's interesting is that what we're finding is that any business owner that's reached a plateau, that's where that's where I think we can really be of service. So I was speaking recently with uh, with a, a gentleman. He's been in business for, I think, five years. He's got 25 employees. I think he's got a seven figure business. But he's like, you know, I've reached I've reached a plateau in my business. You know, I'm, I'm struggling with hiring. I'm struggling with taking my business to the next level. And that's and that's a theme that I think we address regardless of the size of your business. Right. If you can if you're getting to a point where you're not really sure what the next steps are or you have specific challenges that I just can't quite get over that that next hump. That's where I think a group like ours can be really beneficial, because regardless of how long you've been in business, regardless of, you know, what you've, you know, what the state of your business is, you have something to offer to other business owners. And that's what we found has been really powerful is that shared experience back and forth that can just click an idea that can make just something into reality that, you know, let me look at this from a different way and through a different lens. And that kind of helps you you push that business then uh, over that plateau and, and into a new level. What do you see? I, th- I love that obstacle part of those type of obstacles or, or floor, if you may, or ceiling that somebody hits. What is some of the most common obstacles that you'll see that an organization will run into? Um, the, the, the two biggest is, uh, and, and these are obviously very, very broad, uh, but it's growth and culture. And growth is and growth and culture, and those, those two things are are inexplicably, uh, inextricably connected, uh, which I didn't realize until recently how connected growth and culture really are. Um, and so, you know, as a as a starting out small business, you know, trying to grow and trying to scale your business ultimately leads then to to hiring challenges, to having to document your work processes to having to define what type of business do I really want to be? What is important to me? And how do I share that with the rest of the world so that my customers have the experience I want them to have as I hire the, the, the employees that come on or the, you know, they have the experience that I want them to have. Um, and so this, this growth and culture, uh, you know, sort of dichotomy between the two of them is, is really interesting. And, and it seems that the challenges circle in those two realms pretty consistently. Yeah, John, I don't, I don't know how much you've experienced that. I know in, in my personal dealings of working with different sizes, I, I find with each threshold of, of it, it's not always revenue, but it tends to be revenue, right? There's this like first like startup to making six figures, right? Maybe, maybe you could even say making something, right? Yeah. So making <laughs> extra cash. And then, then there's like to making six figures. And then, then the next step is like a half million. You know, it's like, that's, that's a big step. And then you get to a million, that seven figure level. And then, then it's one to five, one to five is like crazy. And then you got five to 10, then 10 to 20, 25, 50, 250 million. Like then it like completely changes once you get beyond, above and beyond that. But I, I don't know if you've found this, but the people who sometimes like one to up to 1 million, up to 2 million or up to 5 million they are not necessarily great at 10 million and and inverse somebody who might be a great with a large corporation, like for let's say Coca-Cola coming into an entrepreneurship, they might go crazy. 
Um, how do you help entrepreneurs discern some of that, right? Where somebody who was great at one level might not be great at another level. Have you run into that? And ha have you run into those instances where like somebody's the VP of sales at a $2 million company, but they're an account executive, right? At a $20 million company. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we run into it every day. And and the the answer to your question is, you have to know how to wear all the different hats, right? And wearing the hat doesn't necessarily mean you have to do the work. Unfortunately, for those of us who are in this less than 100,000, say, or we're, you know, we've got less than five employees, we do have to do that work. We have to be the accountant and the bookkeeper and the HR person and the salesperson and marketer. And you've got to know about all of these things as well as then do the day-to-day -day execution of, of the business. Um, and so I think that that speaks to, to exactly what you're saying is somebody who's got a team around them, unlimited resources, you know, all this experience as maybe a sales executive, I was a v VP of sales. Well, yeah, but, you know, how do you translate that and reverse scale? You know, how do you then relate to, you know, your, your smaller customer base? Or how do you then uh, learn how to do the bookkeeping or to, to, to hire and do the HR for, for positions that you may not know about. And so these are the conversations that we have as, as a group. And how do you navigate that? How do you know when it's time to wear the hat, but, but not do the work and hire somebody else to do it? Um, how do you do that value proposition to say, I can't afford to hire somebody for marketing, but at the same time, I can't not afford to hire somebody for marketing. And, and those are the types of conversations that we have, and they're very universal, certainly up to a certain level. And, and I would say any business owner who is a founder, who is going through these types of challenges, th those are universal conversations. Um, the other piece of that that, we're, that, we're, that we'd like to see more involved are these businesses who serve small business owners, right? Because we talk about safety and we talk about a safe place to have these conversations. Because one of the biggest challenges that business owners just have inherently is this fear of, I, I don't have all of the answers. I'm not 100% sure what the next steps are. I've never actually done this part of it. So I don't know what the results are going to be. But I got to put on a happy face. I got to tell everybody that I know exactly what I'm doing and the stress and the, the wear and tear on your mental health that that, that, that gives to a, a business owner is very real. And uh, so we talk about creating this safe space where you can share those, those fears, those frustrations, that uncertainty, celebrate wins. Hey, this is working. I actually did this and, and share all of that. And if we had people from the banking sector, from other areas of the service sector, from the marketing sector, um, who serve these small business owners and could actually see and understand really what's happening with us as small business owners, I think it would create a much better and more authentic relationship and, um, and, and a more realistic way of, of serving these, these small business owners, if that makes sense. Uh, it 100% does. And the, there's such a fine line between honesty and transparency. <laughs> yes. Right. And what, what typically happens, what you said is a CEO doesn't want to talk about the real concerns that they have. And so then therefore, by definition, they're being dishonest. And then you have, I don't know if you've ran into this yourself when you were growing up in your career, you know, moving forward and having higher roles when you, in your corporate life that you had, but 
all of a sudden the same jokes I was saying from five to 10 years ago got funnier. <laughs> they weren't any funnier, right? It was just because I was in a higher position that all yeah. of a sudden people were laughing at my jokes, which means that they, the joke, they are lying to me. They're laughing for, for it because it's, it was in my role, not me, right. but my role, right. That I was in. And so there's this really fascinating part where I can't tell you how many companies I've seen that has integrity in their core values, but there's anything but integrity when it comes to what's really going in the mind of the CEO and vice versa, what the employee is telling the CEO. Right. And that's that culture piece that I was referring to earlier, right? Yes. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I, I'm excited. I appreciate you talking about this because I literally have this post I'm getting ready to put on LinkedIn here and it probably already passed by the time this goes through is, but it's dear, dear CEO, I'm lying to you and dear employee, I'm lying to you. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like this, this back and forth, right? That's of, right. Um, lack of honesty because we're trying to put on this false front of what's really happening. Uh, and I've got this quote that I, that I keep sharing. It's from Reed Hoffman. Speaking of LinkedIn, he's the co-founder of LinkedIn and he wrote it. He wrote an awesome essay um, called. Um, nope. I don't have it here, unfortunately, but it's an essay. I think it's called. Um, uh the, lo the Lonely Entrepreneur or something like that. I can find it. I'll send you the link uh, if you want to include it in the show notes. It's, a, it's an unbelievable essay for any, uh, for any small business owners. But he said, I worried many times that if I confessed my fear, my uncertainty and doubt that I'd be undercutting my chances of success. After all, doesn't everybody extol the virtues of grit, persistence and never giving up? I mean, like that quote just sums it up. It like that bottles exactly what small business owners feel. And it's this extra weight this invisible weight that we all carry because we can't say, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm scared to death about, about my next month, my next week tomorrow. Um, and and it, we have to say that that's okay. And we have to figure out how do we, how do we then uh, interact with small business owners, understanding that they're under this stress, that this pressure, and that doesn't make them any less of a business owner, doesn't make them any less of a business leader, it just means that they're going through the process and we all need to be able to embrace them and embrace ourselves going through that process. So once again, just like what clearly we have to get together and have some business over beer, you know, <laughs> other discussions. This, this has been a lot of fun. How do you, perhaps maybe we can do it in a measure in terms of working with other clients and the goal that you have moving forward with, how do you, how are you going to measure success with your efforts? Well, I'm going to tell you a, a little story. Um, so our, our small business networking group is called Passages to Success. And my business partner, Ben, his mom, uh, she created a program for youth in her community uh, where she was helping them kind of get through adolescence and be contributors to society. And she named her program Passages to Success. And so that's where the name comes from. And it's kind of an homage to his mom and, um, and, and sort of carrying on that legacy. And she actually wrote a book. And, it, and this book is pretty incredible. If you, if you read it from the lens of a small business owner, a lot of the things that she was talking about to these, to these kids are very applicable to, to, to business owners and, and trying to, to build your own business. Um, but one of the things that she says in this book is she says, um, that we're never 100% successful and we're never 100% unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. 
And if we can reframe our, our relationship with success and understand that we're in process and that it's okay that we're in process and that we're not always going to win, but we're also not always going to lose, that helps us feel better with embracing what we're going through. And so for us, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a community where it's okay to be in process. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be uncertain. And it's also okay to celebrate wins. It's also okay to brag a little bit. It's also okay to share best practices and the things that you're doing well. Because during the pandemic, people who were really successful, that was a part of the mental health discussion nobody wanted to have. I'm a successful business owner. I can't tell anybody how good I'm doing because other people are struggling, right? And that's, that's, a, that's an odd thing to think about, but it still caused that extra weight. Like I can't tell people that I'm, that I'm winning, that I'm doing well. Somehow that vilifies me as a, as a successful business owner. So creating that space where we can talk about all of these things together as a community, that's, that's how we're going to measure success ultimately. That's awesome. I like it. All right. So let's, let's pop to the personal side. Okay. So I, I, I want to have a little bit of curiosity first, before we go into, you know, one of the things you, some things you do, you took that big leap, right. Of, of leaving the corporate world and, and, and starting an entrepreneurial journey. Uh, what gave you the confidence to finally take that leap? Well, I wish it was uh, as sexy as all of that. Um, but to be honest, it was actually a really, really hard time in, in my personal life. Um, because actually, my wife and I were both in really difficult work situations. And so for most of 2019, it was it was it was a real struggle because we didn't even have our, our, our best friend there to really help as much as we would have wanted to help because she was in a bad situation and I was in a tough situation myself. And so, and we've got two kids at home and trying to, you know, be parents as well as, you know, husband and wife and friends. And it was a, it was a really difficult uh, year, but um, what gave me the confidence was her because we had agreed that whoever found a job first, the other was going to get to leave their job and and pursue the next thing. And so for I was lucky enough to be the one to get to pursue something else. And I was just on the cusp of starting the podcast. We launched actually the week after I quit my job um, and, you know, trying to pursue being public speaking uh, customer service and customer experience is still something that I hold very, uh, you know, it's still just something that's in my guts. Um, and so pursuing those things, the timing just really worked out. But fortunately, I've got a partner here at, at home that is as supportive as, as I could need her to be in every aspect. And she's, she's given me the, the freedom and the confidence to say, go do it. You know, we've worked We've worked really hard for the last 20 years. Um, and, you know, fortunately, we've, we've had successful careers and it's put us in a position where, where we can do this. Certainly, we don't have unlimited runway, can't do it forever, um, you know, if, if the business doesn't work out. But uh, we're in a position where the business hopefully is growing. I think we've got a, a good story to tell. And, um, and I'm just really fortunate to have, to have my wife here at my side. Good for you. So 
what do you do to help keep, I, I, I don't like to use the term balance, but I'll use it just for purposes of that, just because sure. it's more well understood. You have a lot of things you're juggling. You have multiple different businesses that you've discussed that you're involved with. You're getting ready to launch another. You're effectively launching something right now uh, in, in progress with that. How do you, what type of habits have you developed in your personal life to get yourself to get up on a Monday morning, right? And to make sure that you're moving forward in something that's not created yet or at the early stages of being built? Uh, it's funny when uh, you sent the question and you said, you know, how do you measure success in your personal life? And I'm like, well, uh, I don't really measure success. And most days, I'm not sure I feel like I am being very successful in my personal life. So, um, but, uh, but when you frame it that way, I was thinking I was, so I was really reflecting on, you know, how do, how do I manage it all? Right. Um, and the best answer I can come up with Carl is I eat lunch every day which I know seems a little bit trite and a little bit silly, but you know what? I, and I used to do this in, in my corporate life too, is I would, I would eat lunch every day. And I would ask my team, like, look, I'm going to go eat lunch. I'm going to take my half hour, my 45 minutes, whatever it is. And I step away from my, from my desk and I go and I have my lunch and I watch TV or I, you know, play a stupid game on my phone or just something different. I don't work through lunch. Uh, and, and I think setting those boundaries are important. And that's one example of, of setting certain boundaries and committing to that and, and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to take a little bit of time for myself. I like to cook. I try to cook dinner every night, right? So I try to shut down my computer and say, you know what, I'm going to go cook dinner. It isn't going to be fancy every night, but you know what, it's something that I enjoy to do. Um, and I'm going to turn my phone off and my computer off and I'm going to go do that. Um, so I think those types of things and, and scheduling them into your day to create those boundaries helps you kind of look inward and say, okay, what's really important to me and how can I do that on a daily basis? Well, I love your answers because nobody yet has answered those answers. So here we are in our 70th, I think that's oh, like wow. our 72nd episode. So I love that. So first of all, making it a lunch, you know, having lunch, if you may. And then, and then secondly is uh, I love that second part is I'm going to make dinner and relax. And, and you have a lucky significant other who's like, you, you, you actually make food. So, <laughs> so that's, that, that's what she says. You want to make dinner every night? Have at it. <laughs> that's awesome. So anyways, uh, that's neat. Thank you for sharing that. I love the authentic side behind it um, that you have there. So what is a book that you could recommend for our audience? Uh, there's a book that I'm actually reading right now, and it's called Together uh, by Dr. Vivek Murthy. Um, and, you know, I talked a little bit about the the loneliness struggle of an entrepreneur. And actually this book is a study in loneliness and human connection. And it's a really interesting book uh, talking about the, the health impacts of loneliness uh, and why human connection is so important to both our physical and mental health, as well as our, our overall state of being. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting book if, you, if you're into that type of thing. Um, I also like the evolution of the mind. So our, you know, our bodies and our, and our brains were built for, for when we were humans millions of years ago, but they still act that way, even though evolution has not, doesn't require that. So, so there's some of that, that science in there, um, talking about how our brain works. And, and it's just, it's a super interesting book. Um, the other one I'm going to say, and I just finished it, I'd never read it before, um, is The Great Gatsby. I don't know if you've ever read The Great Gatsby, but it's a, it's a, it's a really neat novel about the American dream. Um, you know, and it was, 
published, I think, in 1925, but it but it touches on uh, you know themes of, uh, of of racism and discrimination and gender equality and immigration, uh, classism, a lot of the things that we're going through now in our society and in our culture. And so it was it was a really interesting read to to kind of see it from that from that perspective and and how the more things change, the more they stay the same. So. And that, that, uh, that's, yeah, it's an excellent book that, that second and, and the first one I have not heard of, but I appreciate you bringing that up. How can people learn more about you and your business? Well, if you want to connect with me personally, um, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way. Jonathan Kaler, it's K-A-Y-L-O-R. Uh, you can find me there. Um, if you want to learn more about what we do at TH3 Entertainment or Biz Over Beer, you can go to th3entertainment.com or bizoverbeer.com. That's B-I-Z over beer.com. We're all over social media. Our handle is Biz Over Beer. So everything business over beer related, you can find it there. And I believe we got connected by Lynn Sheridan. Isn't that correct? Uh, Lynn Sheehan. Yeah. Lynn, sorry, Lynn Sheehan. I'll make sure I get that corrected. But Lynn <laughs> Sheehan, Lynn, thank you so much for the, uh, the connection, the referral between the two of us. And, and I appreciate that. So Lynn, thank you. And to everyone else, uh, and, and Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the Measure Success podcast. Oh, I really enjoyed it, Carl. Thanks so much for having me. And to all of our audience, uh, thank you for listening and we're wishing you the very best at Measuring Success. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.